right, my talkers, it's the final stretch on this Tuesday, July 20th. Lori and Julia are here, and Lori is back in the other half of the great show we know as Lori and Julia. Yeah, you're so cute. Thank what you. did you say, honey? Me? Yeah. I said we're going to be getting back here to Lori and Julia. We've got the other half of the great show that we've come to know. No. Lori have is we come in, to know our hmm. show? I have. You guys we have been on the air for 20 years. So I have come to get to in our 20th year. Yeah. Almost, yes. Almost 20 years. Listen, I know. I think we rock and roll around here still. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. why I think a book of essays and stories that you guys could tell would be fantastic. Well, Julia is... She's kept the notes. I have kept the notes. If I wasn't drinking. If I was drinking the notes, we can't read those. Forget it. We can't read. It's ineligible. Illegible. Or what is the word? Illegible? Illegible. I'm trying. I'm trying, people. (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying. All right. What do we know? Is this true? So I have to get caught up since I was, I was, you know, with no internet on a beautiful lake. Well, my phone had internet. Well, of course. The house doesn't. The house doesn't, but um, I don't have like cell service, but I can get internet. But I did never look at my phone. In fact, I don't even know that I took any photos. Okay, you don't ever take photos. So who cares about that? But you did look at your phone because you said Brittany and I and Grant crap every day about Sharon Stone. Well, just on the one day, Julia, maybe two (laughs) days. It must have been Thursday. I just couldn't believe it. It was on the outbound and on the inbound. It was just breathtaking. The the, uh, Sharon Stone. Does she have a job yet? Well, she's very Julia. She's so happy. She's the happy. She's like you. She's just happy. I, who's not happy? happy? Happily single. Happily, happily, just seeing what's out there. But most of all, pleasing herself. As one does on a daily basis. That's right. And I just loved everything that she was wearing. I love that she raised a lot of money. I love that she dressed in a slinky thing for the Amphar. She really did gala. look good. She's just, you know, she's goals. She's 63. And I know. And her hair, I also thought, looked pretty good. And I great. think you could spike yours back and wear it back like that. Yeah, I probably could. I need a little definition in your color. Yeah, I'm getting color this week. Okay. Yeah, changing things up. All right. Okay. Getting, okay, good. Now, was this... <laughs> this is our on-air beauty yeah, consulting know. moment. If anyone yeah. feels free to tell us anything, yeah. I, I saw this yesterday. Okay. I was desperate at the Bozeman Airport. I ripped through Lady Sunshine, ripped through Exile. That's next week. Oh, gosh. I don't have any book. And I was past a bookstore, and I thought I should buy a book. But no, I didn't buy a book. But I there were magazines. Right. And okay. I'll have you know that Oprah's quarterly magazine sells for fifteen ninety nine. Wow. Have you? Was it thick like a Vogue September? Julia, it was it good. I I bring it in. I bought it. I bought it. That's how desperate I was, Julia. I forgot about (laughs) headsets and that I could have watched a show, and then I end up watching a show. But anyway, I was shocked. But I read this Us Weekly that Jennifer Aniston is having a casual fling, which is basically tabloid talk with who for um we'll call an uh, um an F buddy. Yeah, with Gabriel Aubrey, Halle Berry's blonde model X. Okay, how did that? How did those two meet? I I don't know, but I mean, you know, I'm not opposed to this at all. He's so. Remember when he got beat up by by uh, Olivia, Olivia Martinez? Okay, he's a combination of 
Oh, God, I was just turning to the man wall, which isn't here. here and Josh Holloway mm-hmm. and um, Scott Speedman. And maybe that guy, Casey Dutton from Yellowstone. And the guy with the big wang from <laughs> Sex Life. <laughs> He's yeah. all three of those yeah. yummy, delicious people wrapped yeah. in a blanket. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I mean, it, it better be casual because if he moves in at all with her, they're going to fight over the blonde conditioning shampoo I that know. she buys. Who gets the highlights? It's gets purple. $500. It's no, purple. she doesn't use purple ones on her hair, Julia. Laura, you do. No. If you, you're blonde and you have some blonde highlights, you purple out your hair well, with you, shampoo rinse once a week. I did not know that. Well, you don't wash your own hair. How would you know the color of the shampoo we use once a week? I wish I had a dinger. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding, 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 ding. You're it's correct. the truth. But, I mean, we like this just even if it's a made-up story. But yes. it's just a casual thing. I wish it was me. Which is us weekly, you know, code for like it's just a, you know... Friends with benefits. Oh, no. and he comes it's on over. Yahoo. It's on. It? Um, well, yeah. that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. This, these made up things can get spread around. Oh, but I kind of like that. That yeah. is a whoever s- made this up. If it's a made up thing, I wished I'd thought of it. Oh, don't you wish you'd thought of it? We kind of forgot about Halle Berry's messy ex. Well, I thought he moved back to Canada. No, I think he lives in a nice pad in Nala the Hollywood Hills. Nala is the daughter that they save. All I know is Holly Berry. Uh, he, he's only 44. Yeah, no, this is like nice. And remember when her <laughs> new boyfriend beat up her father of Olivier her Olivier Martinez. Who just seems to me like he's just a mean man. Well, that's, I think, because of a couple of his movie roles. Yeah. Unfaithful. Yeah. And- you know, other things. And beating that, up someone in real life. Right. But, that could lead to being a mean But supposedly man. Gabriel Aubrey, like, started, was, was going to back the car into him. Or yeah. I don't know. There was, like, there's always two sides to every fight, Jules. I love it, though. All okay. right. So that's fun gossip. That's new. So we learned all this in Oprah's quarterly No, magazine. I learned that from looking at Us Weekly at oh. the Bozeman Airport. Okay. When I was like, oh, I wanted to buy, like, three trashy magazines or i could buy one oprah quarterly and i thought it said 5.99 and imagine my surprise it was 15.99 for basically like 50 pages wow i guess they really are penalizing people who want paper i know it (laughs) we're gonna have to pay more into (laughs) temperature and temperature or whatever the word is and perpetrate because we like paper Uh, i hate things on I like to hold stuff. And you know, at an airport, hold stuff and what whatever. Bedroom. Thing. Yeah, it's the same way, right? Yeah. Who wants virtual sex when you can have the real thing? <laughs> damn it. We like to hold things in our hands. <laughs> damn it. <sighs> right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Uh, did I One more thing. I guess I got it. There was only one American one at the Cannes Film Festival. Did you guys finish wrapping up Cannes yesterday, or did you we, just We it? forgot. We you forgot did? the opener. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, okay, so here's the gossip. I'll okay. wrap it up for you very quickly. So, um, what's his name? Um, Val Kilmer? Spike Lee, oh, Spike Lee. who okay. was the president of the show. Okay. And, um, of Cannes. And at the Cannes Film Festival, I guess at these festivals before pandemic, is that the front end of the festival would be very loaded with the stars, right. the galas, the big movies. And then by the second weekend, it's a ghost town. This is how Venice is, Toronto, sure. how Cannes has been. But okay. the thing that happened at Cannes this year, it was busy and fun every single night. Oh, Because fantastic. people were just like, Giddy. like everything. Yes. And so they sent like 
I mean, champagne, 70 people for flag day. No. So anyway, but Spike Lee uh, misannounced the Palme d'Or at the beginning of the close of the big night. And that's supposed to close the night. Right. Oops. But but the woman who won for it, this, uh, she, she didn't care. She was so excited. And the only American that uh, won, which maybe you guys know him, I did not know him, Caleb Landry Jones. What did he do? Well, I guess I would recognize him. He was in the movie Three Billboards, and he was in the new Twin Peaks. And I guess he's in The Outpost, which some people know. And his name is... Um, Caleb Landry Jones. Jones, and he just won Best Actor for Night Tram, an Australian movie that got the Palm d'Or. He was in Banshee, X-Men First oh, Class. well, then I know him because I love that show, Banshee. Yeah. Anyway. You, you know him. I know him. Does he have kind of long hair? Yeah, he's just kind of medium looking. Yeah, yeah. I Young know and him. skinny with a... So he was the only American who won at the can. You know, Adam Driver, Sean Penn saying nothing what, won. D- what movie won? Uh, this is this uh, night, this thing, this movie, Night Tram, an Australian movie. And it's uh, a triumphant... Here's what it's... It's a suitable rock and roll ending for this year's festival. It's a triumphant scream of a movie, a balls to the wall... Darkly funny, body horror extravaganza about aching loneliness, found families, and breasts that leak motor oil. I mean, that sounds terrible. <laughs> okay. What is going on? That is a review of the movie that won. <laughs> Leaks like motor oil? It sounds like breasts uh, hallucin- It sounds like a mushroom. Yeah, like a, like a lot of drugs are being yeah. had right. to watch that movie. Oh, no, that's a movie called Titan. Oh, Never mind. Okay, no. that's Titan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Again, we're, Not a fact. we're sort of reporters. Sort of. Sort Semi, of. yeah. Semi Anyway, that's what won the Palme d'Or, Titan. Okay. But Caleb Landry Jones won for the, some Australian film, but nothing for French Dispatch, not, nothing for Adam Driver. Really? None of the big so stars who the were there. Ones. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, because I. Here's the story. I'm going to give you the review of Val Kilmer's movie. Okay, yeah. here's what Night Train is about, because it okay. is coming here like in October. Okay. He lives with his mother, played by Judy Davis. Who's a great actress? Mm-hmm. Played Judy Garland once. Yeah, and her and his father Anthony Lapaglia or yeah, whatever yeah, that yeah, guy yeah. is name is. What's his show? Um, Lapaglia. Lapaglia. He's like um, City Watch or yeah. LA Watch. Oh, that was such a good show. It was oh, whatever that it. was. But All it's right. suburban Australia in the mid nineteen nineties. He lives a life of isolation and frustration at never being able to fit in, until one day he finds a close friend in a reclusive heiress. This sounds like a movie we'd like, Jules. Oh, it does. Yes, You know, it I does. love that storyline. However, the friendship meets a tragic end. Oh, dear. When what happens? Whoa. Oh, this sounds terrible. I just... No, I'm not going to watch. No, he begins a slow descent into a nightmare that culminates in the most nihilistic and heinous of acts. That doesn't sound good. No. That cannot have a good ending. That will not be a good and that then, doesn't sound Julia, good at We're all. not going to like that movie at all. So but we're not. You just see told it. us a bunch of nothing, Tui. But I'm saving us from Night Train, possibly. <laughs> Holly might watch. I it. don't even know if that's the right <laughs> name for the movie, though. Well, N I T R A M. All right, Knit Train. <laughs> <laughs> Any other guesses? I'm Night going. I'm going Train. Night Train. Lapalia. Yeah, Lapinia. Lapinia. All right, look at all the right, time. Look at the time. We got to get to Holly. <laughs> right. Good lord. 
is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hi, Holly. Hello. Welcome back. I know. I haven't seen you since Vegas. Did you have a great time? It was wonderful. It was fun, wasn't it? Yes. Poolside nachos. Couldn't ask for anything more. Oh, God. That's so great. (laughs) Let's talk about Britney Spears' Instagram. She says that the story is not done here. So Britney Spears posted on her Instagram account uh, saying that life goes on, yes, but it's easier said than done. So the caption on Britney Spears' Instagram post this afternoon says that in that moment where she said life goes on in a previous post, that's what felt was easiest to say. But I think we all know that I will never be able to let go and fully move on until I've said what I needed to say. And I'm not even close. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was told to stay quiet about things for so long. And I finally feel like I'm just getting here. Oh, yeah, she is. And, and, and he it doesn't her, her lawyer. How about what he said outside the courthouse yesterday afternoon? Mm-hmm. Do you have that? Uh, I don't have that right in front of me, no. I have it right in front of me. He said this yesterday. He said, my firm and I are moving aggressively and expeditiously to file a petition to remove Jamie Spears unless he resigns first. Yeah. He said that yesterday afternoon. So he is fighting for Britney. Yes, and Brittany, is by all means, is herself. fighting for herself yeah. now. And, you know, and get, feels emboldened to do this. So Right, because she finally got an attorney of her choosing that yep. is advocating for Brittany in mm-hmm. this conservatorship. So that was posted about three hours ago on her Instagram account. Yeah. Now, uh, unless he resigns first. I mean, they wow. flat out said yep. that on the thing because he's challenging him to because I'll bet you anything. Jamie Spears does not want a full accounting. No, I'm sure. Financial forensic accounting to come in and see what's been handled with the $60 million in the estate. Don't you think this lawyer could squeeze him on that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, finding the receipts, I think simply if everything was laid out, to Julia's point, the forensic accounting. I just love that. (laughs) I would like to be a forensic accountant. Well, yeah. How fascinating would that be? Get in there and investigate what is really going on because that is often where the real truth lies. It's in the literal receipts. You can see a story being played out. And time and time again, you know, Britney Spears saying in that testimony a couple weeks ago that her members of her family should be right. put in jail. Yeah. So members. And last week, I think she called out people that were on her team that never spoke up. So that spoke to why her, uh-huh. her manager of 25 years, Larry Rudolph, yeah, who put, tried to make it be Britney's fault. I haven't worked for two and a half years because she's endured. You're still making money. You're still her manager. Yeah, you're still taking her percentage. What was interesting uh, about Larry Rudolph's resignation, Britney Spears' is for, now former manager, mm-hmm. is that he really glossed over a period of time where he wasn't Britney Spears' manager because he was fired that's from right. being Britney Spears' manager in the mid-2000s. So conveniently glossing over right. the time where he actually didn't serve in that position. And then came back. And why did he come back? Because and what part did yeah. he play in helping keep Britney drugged in Vegas? Exactly. Because he would have known about that if he was her manager. Well, he came back at the behest of Jamie Spears, her father, mm-hmm. to quote unquote probably get her on back on track, so to speak. Well, so- Mr. Rosengart must have reassured Britney based mm-hmm. on everything she's saying. Don't worry. I, I have got you. your back. Right. We are going after him. Mm-hmm. 
Now, now we're getting some dirt. Well, let's stay on the Britney track. Okay. This is from the Daily Mail, and they're talking about Britney Spears' first marriage to Jason Alexander, her childhood friend. Does yeah, that even count? 55 hours? 55 hours, 44 hours. I guess it counts if you have to get an annulment. Yeah, so they were married for a couple of days in Las Vegas, if you remember, back mm-hmm. in 2004. Well, the attorney for Jason Alexander, Mark Goldberg, is talking to the Daily Mail about how Jason Alexander turned to him after he was kicked out of Britney's life by Britney Spears's mother. So that's mm. what Jason Alexander is claiming. And the attorney is claiming that Jason reached out to the attorneys in a series of phone calls seeking advice after Lynn Spears threw him out of their, of he and Britney's Las Vegas hotel suite. And that the attorney is saying it was the mother interfering in and inserting herself into her daughter's life. She came to Las Vegas, threw Jason out, and got him a plane ticket home. Oh, yeah. Now, now the annulment papers from 55 Hours of Marriage stated that Brittany at the time, quote, lacked understanding of her actions Mm -hmm. to the extent that she was incapable of agreeing to the marriage. I think my one sister might have done that one time with one of her kids. (laughs) Well, now (laughs) they write down, write down to paying money to make somebody leave Las Vegas. Yeah. Not even kidding you. So the attorney in this is saying, uh, you know, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. All right. So if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Jason Alexander's attorney is telling the Daily Mail, as I remember, it was Brittany's idea to get married. And Jason Alexander said that they hadn't been drinking or doing drugs, or at least they weren't drunk when they yeah. got married. Yeah. So he was just saying, you know, he got pushed out. So mm-hmm. there's your dirt. I, and I 100% believe it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everything that we know now. Absolutely. Absolutely Mm -hmm. believe that. Mm -hmm. Adele's got a new man in her life. Yes, I know. So she is dating super agent Rich Paul, who is LeBron James's agent. Is this the hot guy she was sitting next to at the basketball game? Because I don't ever normally look at basketball stuff, but since it's the finals and good people are sitting courtside, I find myself looking. I was like... Who's that hot guy? Well, we're going to see some people tonight because tonight's game six. Okay. In Milwaukee. So, so who is he? So he is LeBron James's agent. He's a sports agent. His oh. name is Rich Paul. Oh, I like mm-hmm. that. Not in the music business. Not I in like the music this business. For her. Yes. So they were spotted sitting at Game Five of the NBA Finals Saturday night. A source confirming to Page Six they're definitely dating. And he's got money, right? If he's the agent, I mean, he's. Oh, they make tons of dough. Oh, yeah. LeBron James is but one of his clients. Okay. So he's got a lot of money. Oh, I like this so much. Away from the music. Away from the music. Very successful in his own right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, connecting there and, you know, sitting there watching some basketball games. She looked very pretty. She looked very, very pretty. Uh, Sources at page six want us to know. That Prince Harry does not consider his memoir to be a bleep you to the royal family. No, because it's not going it's to not be going a bleep be. you. No, because page six is saying that Prince Harry feels he's simply telling his truth in this memoir that's going to be out next year. Listen, Harry is going to be the poster child for mental health. Honestly. As, as he already has been. As he already has been, and he's going to continue to be, and he's going to share in another way about how he did it. And he had his trauma. The whole world looked at him when he was going through his right. trauma, trauma. Right. I always see 12-year-old Terry. I do, too. Walking yeah. behind the and hearse. mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and William. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So Prince he, Harry just simply telling his truth, his story. And I guess Clooney introduced Harry to the guy who's going to help Harry write this book, the guy who wrote with Agassiz's book open. Right. 
Oh, so George Clooney was the connector there. Clooney was the yeah. connector between Harry and that book, and oh, that was. Um, and he wrote he wrote another book too. I can't he, remember he, this tender bar. My Tender Bar, which George Clooney is making yes, into okay. a movie. And he also did Phil Knight, the Nike guys. Yes. So it all comes together. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's a good writer. Well, hello, Really yes. a good writer. So. Well, speaking yep. of George Clooney, George in a mall uh, pictured on Lake Como, Italy on a dinner date, just looking gorgeous and fabulous. See, they always get spotted because they have to take uh, their own, you know, beautiful crisscross over to the mainland because they're on like the little island. Oh, sigh. Hi. I mean, does it get any more romantic than living on a lake in Italy? No, it doesn't, actually. Yeah, no. no. All right, that's it. That's the dirt. Grant, what's going on with the traffic? And now it's time for our favorite study. A duh. 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 This is the study of duh with noted academic journal skimmer, Lori. Everybody knows. Uh, yeah, everyone knows that, though. Everybody knows. Does everybody know? Does everybody know? What do we know? I'm not going to tell you who commissioned this until afterwards, but it made me laugh and laugh when I realized it didn't come from a journal, that sometimes I get promotional information. Is it from Ford Motor Company or something? No, even better. (laughs) better. Okay, tell us. But here's the headline. A third of Americans say they're at their absolute happiest on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, duh. duh. I mean, duh. Yes, hello. We know oh that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Who is it? Who sent you Seven that? in ten Americans, this is a recent survey, said that they will do anything, absolutely anything, to go on a two-week vacation. They, um, this was people over 21, 45% would endure a bath in ice-cold water. Okay. okay. For a set amount of time, 43% would work on every weekend for a year to get two weeks paid off. In a row. In a row. Oh, I can't even imagine. And 38% would give up every holiday, which is six, for one year in in order to get two weeks weeks off in a row. row. Okay, now Mm. let's just think of this. Yeah. Since we've been here, you took... What how what was your longest when you went to the Mediterranean with dad? Uh, I think that was like 15 days. Yeah, you did. I yeah. I've never taken off more than 1 week. Yeah. I have. I've taken like 9 after that like you yeah, kind of told you me. Take, 9 or 10. I told her there was a cap on yeah. how many days in a row she could be gone, but that is amazing. So people mm-hmm. 2 weeks. I, I wow. So but remember we had we don't even yet know all the ways that we're going to be changed from what we what has the gone stress on. from the past yes two years. Whatever. It seems unimaginable. It seems like so long ago that last summer was, but yet it wasn't. Right. You know, we're already. It's like it was so tumultuous and it was so upsetting. And, and all of last year, with all the, of last year, everything that went on the besides the pandemic, and, the elections, and, and, and the election. Yes, we had a we lot. Had so much going on Working last year. Working from home and school from home and canceling everything. Right. So, so I think the other thing, having done this survey, following that is having just one week off, isn't going to cut it for most people anymore because kind of people got sh- uh, shooken up a bit and realized I- that maybe. Their priorities have been, what am I doing working so much 
Right. When I'm so much happier, you know, if I could be doing or this, career that, or changes, or career change, whatever, lots of things. Actually, getting bro- breaking up, deciding this isn't working for right. me anymore. Actually, when you think about it, I just did have over a week off. Yeah. Because I, I went on a... Yeah, you were going I went, for... I went on were, a Thursday. I went on a Friday. Yeah, I went on a Friday. Yeah. So I had a week up, but it was only the smart five days vacation of work. people will always package their vacation. Lori's already planned hers out through twenty twenty two. You plan it around a holiday weekend, a long holiday weekend, because yeah. you take five days off, yes. you might end up with ten days off. Yes, you know, smart it is. I mean, you know, Lori's looks at the calendar for twenty thirty, and she's got yeah. all of <laughs> right. all of everything. Planned. And then, you know, who brought us brought us a survey. Crystal had vodka. <laughs> or she's going to say bluebell ice cream. Booze. Okay. Isn't that, uh, yeah. uh, what's his name? Crystal Head? Uh, Crystal Head Vodka, isn't that, what's his name? Yes. Uh, Dan? No, Dan Aykroyd. Aykroyd? I think it is. Is it Crystal? I thought Crystal was, is it with the K? No, Crystal with the C. Like, it's literally a Crystal Head. Like the Crystal Skull ones, the yeah. The Crystal Skull. Yeah, isn't yeah. Isn't that Aykroyd's I Vodka? No, I don't think so. I thought it was like a rapper's. No. Um, right now, I'm not seeing it tied to I anybody. Spell, it. spell crystal. C R Y S D A L head vodka. Yeah. I could have sworn that it was started by Dan no, Aykroyd. I think it's. I think it's. He, I think. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd's got another one. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. That was started. I want to say by Jay Z. Crystal head vodka. Well, anyway, I like how they're thinking. And what do people? Other things people would do, they would give up their favorite food for a year. Wait a minute, who is it by? It is Crystal Head Vodka was uh, manufactured and founded by uh, Dan Aykroyd. It was, you're right. I thought it was Jay-Z. And John Alexander convinced Chris, yeah, they started it in 2008. He was the first celebrity Celebrity. booze guy. Well, Clooney too was way back then. No, no, Casamigos didn't start back in 2008. No, I don't think so. I'll check out here. Casamigos didn't, Julia, trust my booze memory okay and trust Good. grant's google food mastery a little bit all right fine you know yeah founded in 2013 you're right casamigos is five years after dan thank you very Look much thank you very much and ryan Woo-hoo. reynolds was the last to jump on board with hendrix aviation you know his gin mm-hmm. or whatever it's called mm-hmm. but he's already he's so cute and he and blake are so i mean Do you know the the cute, can i tell you a cute story about them uh, no, because oh, no. we're in the study of Oh, I forgot. I forgot. Okay. Oops. Here's the study of Oops, Dove. I digress. We've got another stupid thing to learn. <laughs> Julia, this is not <laughs> stupid. This is, you're going to be glad All to right. know this. All right, tell me. Because this is from um, my um, email that, that I have Grant print for me. Oh, and this it's is, research, okay. From, okay, research from USC. You do not make him print your email. <laughs> I don't. No, no. I'm kidding. She's going to, though, Grant. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Put your foot down. This is research from the University of Southern California, and I just say it because we did not get to go to the USC um, you know, Campus area. last year, Campus. where we go to Sega Awards. That's right? Right. right. So that's what really initially got this study <laughs> to my attention. But they looked at, they analyzed millions of tweets in 30 countries and looked at how and when Twitter users turn to over 1,700 different emojis. And overall, Julia, the world focuses on about 100. They're universally understood. Think about that just for a second well, if I you want. That. I use okay. four. Okay, but they looked at, you know, 30 countries. So they really looked at, and what they found, the laugh cry yeah. is still the most popular emoji across the entire globe, even though the younger people think it's played out. 
Um, <laughs> Even though I don't think I've ever used it. The laugh cry? No. Oh, I use it all the time you because do. I'm I sarcastic. Yeah, it is. I, I need to <laughs> convey my sarcasm. That's a good way. And I think that's right. what emojis, which of course comes from you know Japan. It's a Japanese word. Okay. Um, just FYI. Just Thank to you. let everyone know. But um, if you don't give context with emojis... Words can be misunderstood mm-hmm. in a text. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I do know. Yes. I do know. You know this, Julia. So we, I think that, uh, I don't know, the laugh cry, even though uh, I guess millennials and youngsters and Gen Z think the laugh cry is now uncool. Um, the research uh, assistant professor at USC's Department of Industrial and systems engineering who did the analysis, just so in case you're wondering what school to apply to. Okay. <laughs> okay. And Good it tip. says the cool thing about this is it reveals how much people have in common, regardless of where you're from, when you think of all the languages that are spoken around sure, the world. Sure. And that emojis represent the human condition and universal emotions dominate the global conversation more than anything else and that is kind of a nice thing to know yeah. all right so everyone knows the middle finger that's right <laughs> mm-hmm. but like people like on the other hand uh yeah that's people enough. doing like flags and it's not that kind of stuff it's really are the, it's face the faces stuff. facial expressions and outside of the u.s the philippines brazil and india um we are the uh, four big users of emojis oh Interesting. Yeah. Well, we don't have access to China. Right. You know. um, All right. But people in coastal cities, both inside the U.S. and international, use emojis more than people inland. And part of this is because coastal cities are always bigger. Population. So oh, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. So I like right. that my USC res- researchers offered the skewing. Thank you, because I wouldn't. I would have sat here. Why? Why is it? Because they're happier because they live by water. These are the thoughts that are going through my head. Except it, population didn't come into it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's a little study mm-hmm. for you. And then um, here is a study of duh. COVID nineteen risk taking is going up as people become more desensitized to pandemic life. One hundred percent. Oh yeah. The thought when I saw that LA went back to a mandate Mask. to wear masks and I thought I'm not going. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just like I'm not doing it. Yep. You're you're so, you're trusting your va- vaccination. I am trusting. But even it's government man. I mean they are yeah, mandating. No, I know and that. Like, we are not going there. Yeah. I, I just people, had a, I, I had like a scary thought about it yeah. today, and well, you I know, felt people, claustrophobic. I didn't see one person at either airport, well, Minneapolis or Bozeman. No, but I didn't see either one not wearing a mask. You have to, right? Well, I know, but after a year, I'm just saying that the, you know, like where was I that I some just of saw a ton of people I'm, in masks. You have to wear it in the airport, oh, but course. no one was doing being a, a dink. No, yeah. everyone knows you got to do that. But I mean, like L.A., the city, like going yeah, no, into a I saw that. I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, not. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're at seventy percent, guys, here locally, and that's what the CD says we need. So if we stay at seventy percent, but vaccinated, we need we need all the states, all the people. We need everyone. To I like, agree. But at least here, we I want everyone to pull the rope just a little bit at a time. Heave ho to, you know, (laughs) vaccination freedom. Yeah. There's nothing to be scared of. Yeah. We're fortunate enough here, though, where we're at 70, which I am very grateful Yeah, yeah. But but the news overload is also making people care less about um, COVID because of the early fear-based and mixed health messages that happened. 
So, but you know what? I mean, yeah. I mean, a lot uh, of so much was mishandled, but uh, now we just got to deal with it. But yeah, it's, it is that is something that's happened. And I'm like, yeah, that seems like a study of death. Where was I? Where everyone was wearing masks indoors, and I'm like, what? What are these people doing? Well, I, I you know, and there so, were younger people. Well, so maybe they're paranoid about if they're not vaccinated yeah, yet, and they're between their first and second shot. Right. You would still want to wear a mask. I can't think of if you. Right. We wore a mask until we were fully we vaccinated. Yep. I know. My sexy jailer did not let me fully free out of the I house know I did. until. But we also were under mask mandate at the time. Yeah, but I still would have done it because Same. I, I have. I now have. I mean, I do know. Unfortunately, of a couple of people who have uh, lost their. A family member because they got COVID between the first and second shot. Yes, you have to keep protecting yourself with the mask in until you're fully vaccinated. This is how it works. Right. All right. Look at the time. All right. Look at the time. We'll be right back. Breaking. Happy whatever day of the week it is. It's Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. All right. So with a couple things that are happening, who knew? But um, there's a documentary (laughs) in the works. (laughs) Um, called Being Mary, set to be released in 2022 about the life of TV and comedy icon Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, it has nice. the full estate of the Mary Tyler Moore estate. Um, let's see, it's gonna um, it's gonna be a documentary film that will be you know in movie theaters, and basically it explores Mary's personal and professional journey as a star, businesswoman, and advocate. It aims to show how she helped re- revolutionize the portrayal of women in media and inspire people of all races, generations, and economic backgrounds Aww. that they were going to make it after all. Uh, people behind it, Lori, are Lena Waithe. Oh, okay. You know Lena Waithe? I watch... And James uh, Adolfo. I watch, uh, you know, The Shy. Yeah, you do. So she, I made episodes behind. I guess I'm going to do like what I did with Pose and just watch it all in one. Just sit down and do it. Well, you know, over over a few days yeah. or something. But that's an intense show. She's a very good um, She's very good writer, yeah, director. She She's she talented. Does. Okay, Manifest, have you guys peeked at that? Because it's always one or two on Netflix most watched right now. Yeah. yeah. It might be saved. NBC yes. is eyeing a new series of the canceled season after the boom mm-hmm. on Netflix. I mean, things go to Netflix and, they, and then they might be yeah. able to come back yeah. to that. And Netflix also, they, um, their second quarter new subscriptions was flat, yeah, flat-ish, so. yeah. because people were starting to go out and live life again. So they're going to get into gaming. I saw that. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big gamer, but that'll be interesting. Maybe more stuff for the kids, get the kids to push the parents to I guess. spend the money. You know? yeah. but, I what guess. was Manifest about? It, it's about the plane that went missing, remember? For um, five, it disappeared for five, five years. years. Oh, that's right. I watched this stupid but it, show. It felt like a plane, just a regular plane ride for them, but right. then it landed it five landed years and later. Came back, and they're yeah. all the same age, so one kid has like right. cancer, but then they have a cure for it, right. or the form of his cancer. They have a, It's a great show. It Did you a, think so? I, I mean, yeah. I, I like the idea behind it. I don't think it's great. That's a tough one. Was word. it one season? No, Is that why I'm two. not really There's no. three. There's three, three I believe. Series, three, three seasons. seasons. And oh, they we said dropped that out. Yeah. Manifest season one and two viewership continues to surge on Netflix mm-hmm. in the U.S. I'm, the, I'm positive that show will get picked up. And this yeah. hashtag Save Manifest fan Good. campaign remains strong. I wish that would have worked for Katie Keene. I know. Mm-hmm. You know? I know. People just didn't realize what they were missing. Yeah. Did you ever watch Gossip Girl? No. No, I don't, didn't no. Check out I've been, I, I have to tell you, Lori, if you I did? Yeah. 
If the I'm new home one? before nine o'clock at night, I'm sad. Yeah. What What are you watching? I watched the old Gossip Girl. Oh. Lily and I have not yet to watch the yeah. new one, oh, but we, we will watched... get into it for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, we watched Blake the old Lively one and is it. just. I mean, yeah, I know she's not in the new one, but she is from the first one. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean. and Animal Kingdom is back. Those those hot animals on surf trailer trash like in Oceanside's <laughs> California. Surfer trailer trash. Oh yeah, it's like Sons of Anarchy on and the beach. If oh you really? Will. I would. I love Sons of Anarchy, and I lived in Oceanside, San Diego for a good part of my life. I need oh, to check this gonna, out. You're in Animal to, Kingdom. It's the it was, fifth season. Oh, I'm checking this out. Are they all on Netflix? TNT. But I think you can watch TNT. them on Amazon too. Maybe TNT. It's always been a TNT show. Right, but Ellen I think you can Barkin, get it on, on Amazon. She's the matriarch. She's the, if you will, the Tony Soprano of the family. But now this, I mean, there's, there's four, there's four uh, gorgeous sons and they are, you know, they're Scott Speedman still in it. I'm not going to say, but yeah, Scott Speedman was, you can watch it it on Amazon Prime. I'll check it out. Oh no, it's great. And it's back. And I don't know if it's its last season, but the thing is animal kingdom, the young Smurf, the young Alan Barkin is Sean Penn's real life wife Layla George Got daughter it. of Vincent D'Onofrio Got it. and Got Sean it. Penn is a very lucky 60 year old that That's someone that he's young. had um because he's dated Layla since she was like 24 mm-hmm. okay that liked his wrinkly ham <laughs> texture. he was beautiful in person I know he was he's but beautiful I'm just in saying mm-hmm. I'm just saying she's gonna be so sorry and 20 years when she's a gorgeous 48 and she's going to have some old two-year-old. Or maybe in 10 years they'll go their separate ways. They'll give her some money and she'll find a nice young fling that she's I'm terrible. I just besmirched 82-year-olds and I did did. not mean to. But I don't want to be 49 with an 82-year-old. That's Erica Jane and her husband Tom Girardi. I actually don't want to be whatever age I am right now with an 82-year-old. Someone give her a Razzie, by the way, right away for her (laughs) performance last Wednesday night. Oh. Oh my lord. She even made sure the mascara was running. That's what I was going to say. She was crying. Damn, girl. We got your number. We do. All right, everybody have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.